Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. Yeah, so... Uh, Something on here yeah, is just geez, the most ridiculous movie you've ever seen. He's, and that guy ended up being the governor of California. <laughs> he is a very interesting, and Matthew McConaughey is also like his story is just like the blue my mind. He's the youngest of three boys. Guilty as charged. Silence. It's episode two hundred forty-six of the Simple Human Podcast with your hosts Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, enjoy, and how you can start living more like human today. You guys got to start watching on YouTube to see Mark's crazy hand gestures. On today's show, it is the return of the great Kathleen Trotter. She's a Indeed. personal trainer, author of Finding Your Fit and Your Future, fittest self-nutritionist, life coach, professional speaker, wellness writer, overall health enthusiast, and someone with a very short, succinct bio on their website, which is very hard to find. What, a short and succinct bio? Yes. Every time I'm going to speak like at a conference, they're like, can you please submit a bio? And my this. bio is like, I like hamburgers. Rick has been a, that's exactly, Rick has been a police officer for 16 years. He works in uh, youth services and he likes hamburgers. <laughs> uh, sometimes, I actually got them to put that on the last speaker bio. <laughs> I don't think anybody got the joke. Sometimes I will throw in, uh, in like, and he has been run over by a Because you like well, hamburgers. More interested in hearing that than what you have to ask me. Right. Yeah, please tell that story for us. I have an announcement. Oh. Someone at work has complained about the excessive length of my hair. And? So I have to get a haircut <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> so in my, the, Are you okay, okay so with in, this? The, in, in the world, in the real world, my hair is not considered long. Right. It's considered like <gasps> medium length. Here, look. This is what it looks like without, without the headphones. Do like a. Like it's it's not. Yeah, that's not. I would. It's know. not crazy long, but in the world of police, it's like insanely long. And so, technically speaking, we have a grooming standards that say that like you can't have your hair touching your collar, and my stuff is like two or three inches below the collar. So. My boss was like, hey, uh, I don't really care, but somebody complained about it. I'm like, You're like Marge down in the records. Uh, public information <laughs> doesn't appreciate your hair. Yeah, so uh, 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 I'm going to get my luxurious locks cut. So the, I had an idea to take a Bic razor and just do it completely skin bald and just show up and be like, hey, what? What? You guys want me to get a haircut? Fine, I did it. Fine, fine. Is this, fine. Is this, is this fine, what you fine, wanted? Fine. Is this what you wanted? They also complain about the length of my sideburns. They're not supposed to extend below your earlobe, and literally, they were like an eighth of an inch below my earlobe. Well, um, <laughs> so the, it, you mentioned grooming and police. Do they have like a room with a window, but you're all are like you're up on a table with a little leash, and they're like shaving you, and like do they do your back and stuff at the same time? Oh no, they're not doing anybody's <laughs> shaving anybody's back up there. I can tell you that. <laughs> back hair yeah, we, is full. We could be. Yeah. You know, we could be more concerned about finding and identifying white supremacists in our business and rooting them out, or about my hair. Like <laughs> that guy's hair is too long. I have a story. He looks too. In- he looks too crazy. I have a his story. individualism is showing. <laughs> I have a story about that, which we're going to get to. We, um, <laughs> you know, we've all got stories about Nazis now in our neighborhoods. <laughs> but before we say that, your your hair reminded me of something. My dad and I. I took my dad out to the ranch uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, and he, we, we were talking about all the different places that he lived in his, his high school years and all that. Well, when he went to college, he had like hair with his hair was like down here. I don't know if you've ever seen yeah. pictures. But he had really long hair. Mm-hmm. Well, his senior year at Texas City down like South Texas, that was like against the code. And so yeah. there were a bunch of senior guys that went and bought wigs <laughs> and would wear wigs to school to like – Dress and that and that was like okay, like everybody knew they had wigs on, but as long as your hair. So if it wasn't your natural hair, you're all right. 
Right. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I guess. And so There's something more dumb and arbitrary. I mean, but the wigs, but like the wigs were, were short, right? I mean, it was like, and so my dad was like, "Yeah, my like when I I was like, did you like what'd you do with the wig?" And he's like, oh, "I graduated and like gave it to like a junior that was coming up, you know, like here's my wig." Whoa! I know. Hey, and I was you, like, here's a wig you can wear. One gently used wig. But I was like. Man, why didn't you keep your wig? <laughs> like how hilarious would that be? Like here was Dad's wig that Just he wore. Digging to it school. out from an old <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> scrapbook. Like, I'm imagining Clark Griswold uh, up in the attic, like looking through all the Christmas stuff and <laughs> finding the wig and just wig. putting it on and watching home movies <laughs> while wearing an old women's robe. <laughs> and then crashing through the ceiling. Um, so we have seven minutes. Yes. yes, you have. Oh man, that's funny. That's a funny story. Um, we have seven minutes. I woke up Monday morning. It's a holiday, Martin Luther the, King uh, Day. The holiday was Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. It's important to note. <laughs> so I walk outside, uh, and I notice in my neighbor's driveway a little bag, a little trash, a little piece of trash in the driveway. So I like it was like an, it was we, kind of odd enough that I kind of walked over like, what is that? And there was a mugshot in the baggie with a little rock in it. And it was, a, and I as I got closer, I noticed that it was a mugshot of Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. with all this stuff under it, like Martin Luther King. Was a bleep, 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 all this like defamatory stuff about Dr. King, socialist, communist, sex orgies, right? All this crazy stuff. And I was like, what in the world? Why? Where is this? I guess the kid that lives at the house was doing like a book report about fake news. I don't know. Well, I walk over to my in laws who live like two two houses down, and which is where my kids were. And this is here in Abilene? I didn't know they moved to Abilene. Yeah, they live like right down the street. I mean, like, it's crazy. And so uh, they have a pool. And uh, <laughs> there's one of the baggies in their driveway. So, like, I look up, and I just see them. They, they live on the corner. And, like, down the street, I see baggies in, like, all the driveways. So I open one up, and it's, like, this whole <coughs> defamatory Martin Luther King. Like, then there's, like, a Nazi symbol with, like, all this, like, white power, like, Nazi language. And then there's, like, yeah. all this stuff about about Biden and whatever. whatever. I, and, and it's just, like, it, but it was, like, hate speech crazy. Like, Nazi Sieg Heil stuff, like, what? Yeah. Call to join. <laughs> yeah, right, with, like, a website and all this. So I take a picture of it, and I send it to a buddy of mine who works for a local news station who, who like, lives in the neighborhood. I'm like, Did you, have you seen this? Like, what have you, you know. So I walk around, and I get all the ones that I can just in my hands. <laughs> I'm, like, picking them up because I'm like, there's kids I don't want kids to see this Nazi Local stuff. man seen carrying around Nazi propaganda. <laughs> well, hang on. <laughs> You're going to think this is funny. So I get all that I can. I go back to my house, and I dump them all, <laughs> like, in a pile. <laughs> like, my distribution <laughs> pile is what it looks like. So then I get my back, my bike and a backpack, and I go and I do, like, the next three streets down. And I stop at every one of these that I get. I mean, you know, these long streets. And so I've got my whole backpack completely full to the top. Then I call my 11-year-old daughter, and I was like, get out here right now. And I get in the truck. She's like, what? I, she, I give her one of these pamphlets. She looks at it, and I was like, we go and do the re- like an, an next hour and a half. We got 218 of them. And that's like, did you just stop or did, did, when you ran out of room, or did you stop when you found all? We did the whole neighborhood. As many as you could. Yeah, and uh, some people had seen them. You know, like they, they're posting on like the Nextdoor app, which is where the part is that you're going to think is funny. So they post on the Nextdoor app. Uh, you know, look what I saw when I woke up this morning. This is horrible. Blah blah blah. And uh, but it made me so happy thinking about how long it took them to fold the little papers, to put them in the baggage, put the little rock in there, to seal them up. And 218 of those were thwarted, uh, and and waste their time was wasted. Well, okay. So on the Nextdoor app, somebody posted, "Look what I did." Well, then someone commented on the post and said, "Yeah, I saw." A guy on a bike with a backwards hat and a in a backpack who looked super suspicious. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so I commented like, "Oh, uh, that was me. Uh, sorry, I was uh, <laughs> I was actually going around picking him up." And then I I like took a screenshot of that because I thought it was funny. And then I immediately deleted it because I thought, "Wait a second, what if what if the people who are responsible for distributing these are in the neighborhood?" And then now they see that I've like yeah you're the one who thwarted their their great uh, plan their, recruitment plan yeah. and then and then they know my address and I was like dang like and it's it's kind of a, like a little commentary on this whole idea that we're like post racial we're in a post racial <laughs> society is like <laughs> I think the last no. four years showed yeah. us that we are absolutely not and, in a post racial right, society and not to get like you know too political or anything but to me that's not a, poli- a politics thing that is like a human rights hate 
Group, Agreed. I think it's you know, emboldened by uh, the politics of some these days. I think uh, I, I miss the time where it used to be uh, not cool to tell everyone that you're a crazy racist. Now it's completely all right. Uh, I miss the time where those people were living under a rock. Yeah, and we can afraid to say that kind of stuff. Right, right. Uh, and uh, and yeah, we can we can go a bunch of different directions. The point is, I think it's funny this... though that I told you I told you when you told me this, I was like, "Hey, you need to call the FBI." They have a, they have an, the, the FBI has like 50 some odd like uh, field funny. offices in big cities, but they have like 200 some odd what they call resident agencies, smaller towns they have like maybe three or four agents. And I know Abilene's got one and I gave you the number and you were like, uh, yeah, I called uh, their voice mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> like we're too, we're, we're, we, we're up to here yeah. with the, with the neo-Nazis, but I will, I finished this book today. <clears throat> this is, a, I've talked about this author, Jonathan Haidt. Uh, he wrote yeah, the you happiness. Told me to write, you hypothesis. told me to read that book. The, I finished it and it is like, Oh, why good people are divided by politics and religion. And it breaks down like the psychology behind why one group of people over here can think this group is insane. And, and they're, they, this group is brainwashed. There's no way they can be like humans and then like flip it. And this group is thinking the same thing about, you know, it's like it goes through like from the genetics, from like the your upbringing. It's it's moral foundation theory is all in this. It's really I mean, you would you would just devour it. Oh, uh, you're, you're, you're not watching the video. That's what Mark is doing, pretending I'm devouring it. You would love it. And I would I love to would. hear your thoughts after you read it. I might get it I, to, I might get it for you for your one quarter of the way to your 11th birthday. As in five weeks. <laughs> My 10.25 <laughs> 10 and one quarter birthday. Um... Rick, uh, Mark, Tienes, Quantos Tienes Años? Quantos Años Tienes? Dang it. <laughs> how many years do you have? How many? I said, how 40. many do you have years? Más o menos 41. More or less. Yeah. In cinco semanas, me, uh, me voy a tener 41 años. Notice I didn't say 41 años. <laughs> Why not? It's a very important little inyate the thingy over the in that uh, in Spanish. It's a difference. Año is year. Ano without the little thingy means anus. So when Mark says, "Hey Rick, tiene un feliz ano nuevo," what Mark is saying is he hopes that I have a happy new anus. <laughs> or as we said, feliz cumpleaños. Happy birth anus. <laughs> Oh, that's fun. Um, okay, hang on. So Kathleen is just going to jump in all right, at any moment. Okay. Uh, so I'm excited about Kathleen. We had a good time. She was on episode 228. She was on very early on in the pandemic. That's right. I wonder when. Let's look very quickly and see when. You uh, must have a spreadsheet somewhere. No, I have our red circle. Uh, I also probably need to check. Uh <laughs> How so if we got another three dollars in ad revenue this month. <laughs> oh dang it! I don't want to go there. Uh, red circle, simply human. Speaking of anuses, uh, yeah. <laughs> Would you like to? Uh... What are you? I'm not watching you. Did you do something? I said you said you're looking at the red circle. I was like, speaking of <laughs> anuses. <laughs> God, okay. I am almost 41 years old, okay. and I am well, 13 I... at heart. Is that so funny? Well, okay, you know that we're recording. Okay, good. And so last yeah, time, I do know and, that because I it, like I was I was reminded does that my we... tech does my technological like technology know I'm recording? Is right, another exactly, thing. It's like right. freaking like fucking with me. Okay. Yeah. So I was reminded. <laughs> I was reminded that we tricked you because of how many bleeping tools that I had to use, uh, and I love. I love cussing. I uh, I'm a proponent. I'm gonna I'm gonna be better. I, okay. I won't swear as much. It's I just, promise. Well, it's I promise. just I love it. But then there's this balance of like if there's a lot of bleeping tools, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do that later because there's lots of bleeping tools, and I'd rather. No, get no, it. I won't. Okay, so okay. you talk about. Okay. I won't swear as much. So stillness is the key. Yes. Um, is a book that we talked about and you read and yes, you wrote yes. and you wrote this incredible book review like that I've yes. read and it was amazing. We're gonna talk about that. And you okay. and you were like, but I, what I what I think I heard you say before you froze is that you wanted to ask right off the top what we're reading. 
Well, I was excited to know what you were reading and I was very excited to bring this word that I learned because you taught me about stoicism and Ryan Holiday and all yes, that yes. stuff. And I just learned this word, anacluthia. Have you heard of no, this? Oh, what so, is that? So okay. New. So it's like stoic philosophy. It's a word, a stoic philosophy word. And it's basically this Sp- idea Spell it of, for me. Oh, A-N-A-C-O-L-U-T-H-I-A, I think. Anacoluthia. And- yeah, and basically it's this idea of emotional maturity being the ability to hold two supposed opposites sort of at once. So like strong and tender hmm. um, or like rest and pushing through. And okay. that really to evolve into the humans that we all want to be, you have to appreciate where you bias, which of the like sides you tend to think is quite a more important, and then work to balance out your opposites and be able to hold both. So I'm currently working Mm. on this with myself of the idea of I'm very good at pushing through like when my body's tired, push, 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 not giving myself enough rest. But the problem is if you do that and you expend energy and you don't rest, as you guys obviously know, especially in the fitness world, like you get worn down, you get burnt out, and then you're just not the best version of yourself. So for me, it's this work right now of being like, yes, pushing is really important with work, like, you know, going through a phase of like you're in your push phase, your build phase, and then you get a little bit older and you're like, okay, build phase is good but now i have to respect my boundaries i have to create more energy producing rituals i have to maybe meditate whatever and one is not better than the other like a 10k run is not better than the meditation but you need both and you need this that's why i love when i came across this term i was like yes that's my next phase of emotional maturity and i think so many people of health and wellness that's their biggest problem is they think it's like well i just have to find the perfect workout and have to push 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 right or or they're like well i'm just gonna sit and watch netflix and do nothing it's like you have to be able to do both you have to know like when you deserve the rest and when you need the rest versus when you want the rest and give yourself what you need Mm. versus what you want and then if you've been sitting having like a beautiful bath be like oh that's great now i rested and now tomorrow i'm gonna like bring the like the power and like get really strong did you read that in a book how did you find out about this what book was it um I am now, I'm currently reading a book all on energy management. Um, I can actually tell you on my, yeah. Is it on your Kindle or your audible? It's audible. The power of full engagement. And, um, they were just talking about, you know, this idea of resting and pushing and being sort of getting stronger, that combination of pushing past discomfort a little bit, but then also knowing if you're the person who like pushes, pushes, pushes that you then have to balance out, um, with some rest. So I'm loving the book. And when I read this term, I was like, I have to share it with you guys. Well, and so I have a couple of, uh, of books. So the, the first one I just finished today is one that we talked about in the intro. It's Jonathan Haidt wrote the happiness hypothesis, the righteous mind, why good people are divided by politics and religion. And it's like, there's a lot of like evolutionary, like biology and like psychology and stuff in here, which is like really fun. I love reading about that kind of stuff. And then Rick, watch her eyes light up. When I talk about this next book that I'm starting, which is on my queue that I already bought. Watch, watch her face. Rick, are you watching? I'm watching atomic habits. Okay. I freaking like what I'm not allowed to swear, but I love that book. Well, I I, have a review. I know. I saw that. I was going to, I had, I already had it written down to talk to you about. And then I saw that you had did a review on it and I was like, Oh my gosh, of course. Okay. You have to come to Toronto and we have to, both of you have to come to Toronto and we, well, post pandemic and we have to go for dinner and we have to literally talk about books for like 17 (laughs) hours. This is so awesome. I can't even tell you how excited I am. Since it's in Canada, do we have to eat poutine? Do we have to eat uh, the French fries with the gravy on it? Is that a, or is that just a Quebec thing? I I think it's more of a Quebec thing. Okay. um, Alexander? I can find you some if you want. Poutine? Stop. Poutine? (laughs) Um, Rick's book is Hank the Cowdog. That's the one I'm he not... was going to recommend. I'm a uh, I'm on a big nonfiction kick right now, like a historical nonfiction. You, uh, Mark, you're actually one of the people who got me turned on to this author, Eric Larson. Yeah, oh, so great. Uh, Devil I don't in the, know. White, I'm Devil in the it, White City. Yeah, I'm reading uh, the the uh, what's the name of the title? The Splendid and the Vile. It's about uh, when Churchill took over. As prime minister, like right pretty much before, like all of Europe was engulfed in World War II and how he uh, kind of uh, spurred England on to fight pretty much like an impossible battle and survive. And it's a really interesting book. 
Uh, yes. like awesome. third, this is like the third Eric Larson book I've read. Dev- the, the, Devil, the, in the, Devil in the White okay. City was about the first like serial killer in America, which is crazy. And it's how it's like around, right like, connected Chicago with World's Fair. Yeah. And then uh, oh, I read really uh, In the Garden of the Beast, which is another kind of World War II, Hitler. Uh, written from the kind of the yeah. perspective of the United States ambassador to Germany in the crazy fascist lead up to Hitler taking over and uh and the start of world war ii so i, I mean, think before our next podcast i have to review some history is what i'm yeah, getting yeah. <laughs> yeah. i've gotten it full on in a like nerd history mode this is like the fourth like world war ii ish type book i've read probably in like the last year so isn't it so cool when you find something that you love and then like you just like go down yeah that well rabbit hole of information you're just like more so, more 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 something so deep like world war ii where there's like a trillion books about it and like there's they each one examines like a just a separate aspect of it you're always just picking something out else that's new so that's kind of you know that's kind of why i've fallen into this i also just think it's really interesting to read history first of all because lessons and everything repeat but Mm -hmm. also it's very good i think in a global pandemic it's one of the reasons why i like some of the stoic philosophy because when marcus aurelius is like writing about being in a plague right being and you're like oh people dying all around him yeah read and you're like right even though this feels like terrible we are not the only people who've existed through terrible things in history and it's just like this perspective that i think is very important because i think i mean i think it's just very human but we can get very caught up it's almost like this self-obsessed like oh i'm the only one we're the only people this is the worst time it's like yeah like there's definitely some bad stuff but like at least we have technology to bond over you know if we go back you know so yeah so i just think history gives us that great perspective and definitely lessons and and sort of first principles of how you want to live and and um and that's the kind of cool part about being human is that we everything can be sort of data that we learn from that's actually another book i wanted to tell you guys about have you heard of susan david no Mm -mm. okay so she wrote this book called emotional agility and one of her things that she says um is so she talks about like everything being emotions being data not directives which i think is really important especially like i'm all you know i always connect everything to sort of health but i think that a lot of people think oh well i feel something so therefore i have to like i'm sad so i have to eat or i'm sad so i have right and i really love this idea like you can say like okay i'm sad every emotion is valid but that's Mm -hmm. that's data so maybe i need to phone a friend or maybe i need to journal but it's not a directive of how i then then act um anyway so yeah she's very cool she also has this thing that she talks about things being dead people's goals which i think this is how i sort of got connected with the pandemic is i think a lot of people are like oh well i just want life to be over with no stress and i want have no pain and and then so she would say well that's a dead person's goal like if you want a life with no stress no pain no anxiety like okay so go six that's not life (laughs) it's not exactly it's not life and um yeah so i really really like her she has a podcast as well cool that's like 15 minute kind of snippet of, of psychology and and well so, yeah. and one last little book r- book thing and then we ha- I have some things I want to talk about okay. um, since we last talked you it was the show came out in May so I think we probably talked like in April I mean it was okay. like it was like the pen, the shutdown was pretty new when we talked yeah. but my uncle I, I always like you know I've always got the nonfiction like the heavy stuff and then like I always have like a fiction book going. Like just mm, as kind of like I should a learn from you. I'm, I don't read enough fiction. Just just yeah. where I can not have yeah, to like know. like stop and highlight and like process. I can if I skip over a line or two, it's not. I can still read it's the like book. Not a big yeah. deal. And uh, the the uh, my uncle recommended the the Harry Bosch novels, and the, oh. the great part about it is there's like twenty something of them. And I since we talked, I read all twenty Bosch novels, and then I started on like that that Michael Conley, the author, has this other. These mm-hmm. other characters, uh, uh, Mickey Haller, the uh, Lincoln lawyer, the Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. That's right. a, yes, that's yes, a Michael stuff, Connolly yes. book in this kind of same deal. So those are great. Uh, just we as, all like, need that sort of distraction yeah. from what's going on. I have for me, that's my Peloton classes, yeah, particularly yeah, yeah. Cody. When I like when I do a Cody Peloton class, it's like I leave this world and I'm just like right. dancing <laughs> to Britney music. And it's just like there's no pandemic. There's no nothing. I've never fought with anybody. I'm right. like the happiest athlete <laughs> ever. Yeah. Uh, so it's just like so. Yeah, I think we all need something, whether it's right. like television or Cody or or like also my I have a little uh corgi dog all of the same oh. thing when she's going crazy it's like you don't you forget that anything else exists right and, um and I how are they always really so happy important. to see you like what how is that no like, what is know. the time frame is it 30 seconds and then you come like if you forget your keys and come back 
It's they've like forgotten the that you're gone. They've forgotten yeah. you were even there in the yeah. first place. <laughs> I don't know, but it's just lovely. Like we we got her pretty much at the beginning of the pandemic, and like about a month before the pandemic, so we had no idea. And it was it's such a gift. Like she's just like such a joy because you can just go for a walk and you just sort of like you know you look at some <clears> Christmas lights and then you have the little puppy and then she kind of runs. She's just like hurting around you and you're like you know almost falling over the leash and you just laugh and then you forget all the craziness, right, which right. is really nice for at least for a moment. So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, okay. So I'm going to say this quote and I want us to dissect and talk about this quote. And it is, I saw it on your website. This is an FM Alexander quote. Okay. Humans don't decide their future. Mm. They decide their habits. Yes. Discuss. (laughs) Discuss. Well, I would even go one step farther back from that. What I would say is that humans... Um, hopefully decide their habits because often what happens Hmm. is that habits are created by default, not by design. And so, Hmm. but then the habits create your, I think the rest of the quote is that then the habits create your, the desk, your destiny. Right. 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 And I think that that's been part of the problem with COVID is that our, all of our lives sort of shifted and we didn't take a lot of us didn't take the time to sort of intentionally create new systems. So we just went from one life to the other. And anytime there's a big shift, your habits are going to shift, right? Right. So the habits are things that you basically do without thinking and life sort of takes you up. And then you're like, you know, sitting at your desk for 14 hours and you have to, if you want to be healthy, you have to decide to intentionally design the habits that you want, especially after something like COVID. Like I look at when I, when this first started and I went 100% on Zoom with all my clients for the first like week, I was had my computer down on the ground and I was like, like bent over and my back was hurting and everything. And so I had to step back and be like, okay, I was reacting to life, which is totally fair. Like I was like, had to redesign my entire business model. So that's fair for the first little while. But then if I'd continued like that, I think I literally would have been like a cripple. Like it would just would have just like not right. So I was like, okay, so I was reacting. It was happening by default. Um, Now I have to decide, decide to to design the life that's going to like serve me. So I got an external camera. Um, One day I'll take you into my other room is where my studio is. So like I got an external camera and I got a microphone so I can move around the studio. I got it up like my, my, my computer's up on a desk so I don't have to bend over. So that's just like a really, like obviously a very simple example of what that is, but that's what I'm really trying to work with my clients on is understanding how to design the habits that are going to serve you. And that's a great, like, that's a great, example because now once you decided to do that and once you set up that context then what then it was easy yes. then then you're exactly. not then you're, then you're not having exactly. to decide yes. every time yeah. to do exactly. this it's just, yeah. it's just and that's up. that's fm alexander's point is that when you can create habits that serve you like you know brushing your teeth you don't think every morning like oh should i brush my teeth you just sort of do it and the more of those habits that you create that do serve you the easier health is and that's why i think a lot of people at the beginning Um, adopting a healthier lifestyle can be a lot of work. And then eventually once more things become a habit, then it becomes less. We lost one of us. Yeah, <laughs> then it Rick, becomes Rick, less he, and less. He, he was frozen for a long time, and I was kind of like going, like, is he okay? And okay. he texted me. He got logged off for whatever, so. Uh, well, hopefully he will. He, he'll, he'll come back. He'll but come so, back. yeah. So what I often like to say to my clients, though, is I actually like to come back one step from the FM Alexander and say, what you have to do is create systems that then create the habits because right. habits don't just happen. They, they are created after like lots well, of good, good habits over and don't over, just right? happen. Good. Exactly. Right. Wow. Yeah, you mean is, listen, exactly. Yeah, good yeah. habits don't just happen. Yes. Well, it's like the um, default, the default pandemic habit was sit on the couch and watch tiger King, you know, like exactly. that, that Drink was lots of alcohol. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. so you had to like, kind of go like, yes, flow upstream. But yes. then once you get yeah. up to the, up to the lake, you know, yes. then you're not having to yeah, fight it upstream just becomes anymore. Easier. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, one of the habits James and I do at the end of all day is we take all of and we go for a little walk. And like at the beginning, that wasn't so much of a habit, but now it's something we both really look forward to because you know I'm spend all day in front of Zoom, and so that's something you know. But and they can be silly habits. Like yeah. a couple of my clients, we've created these where at the end of the day they close their computer, they leave their house, they walk around the block, and then they open the door and they're like, "Honey, I'm home." Uh-huh. Like to pretend, right, right, right. "Yay, you're back." <laughs> I don't know what the heck happened there, but uh, I am back. Um, I know what you did. You left to walk around the block, and then you're going to come here, and then you're going to say, "Honey, I'm it's a home. habit. It's eight fifty one." So that's you had said uh, you, you had talked about sitting down for too long, and so I had to get up and walk around. Exactly, it. you were creating a healthy habit. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think I think yeah, I think your point really is really true. Is that 
um, you have to intentionally like health so much is especially at the beginning about intentionality. Yeah. Um, and and there, I, I've said this to a few people uh, over you know, just like here recently. And because like when I first started, you know, I played, I, pl- I, 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 I practiced athletics in college. So it's not like, so I was like, uh, I didn't play much. That's the joke there, Rick. I didn't play. Oh, it's not a joke. It's reality. <laughs> You're like, no, I got it. It was. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. It wasn't funny. Yeah. <laughs> have, you guys, have you guys actually known each other since college? Oh gosh. Oh, we've since known each other since we were like eleven. Middle school, yeah. That yeah. is so cool. Yeah. Okay, now we really need a 17-hour dinner. Now <laughs> yes. I want to hear all of the stories oh, about both of no, you guys. No, you don't. Oh my gosh. Uh, so. Uh, it's like when I, when I first started like my health journey, like I was just kind of floating around. And then in 2006, I started like, I was running marathons. I was going to, then I was vegan Mm. and I was doing all this stuff and like my whole, like, but I would go like, I would fluctuate a lot. Like I would Mm. like, I would gain all that like like, boom and that like boom and bust and then come back. And it was like, and it's like, I would like starve myself during the week and have like a cheat day Mm. on Sundays. And like, it was really hard work. And over the last probably... 10, 8 to 10, uh, 7 years. When Jen mm-hmm. was in the hospital with our youngest son, I mean, you know, she's fine now, but that was kind of a turning point. And, like, I feel like, I tell some of my friends, like, I feel like I've, I've figured, I've broken some sort of code. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I, I feel like I'm eating dessert and beer or whatever as much as I want, which, which to, like, a normal person, I guess, is, is not very much. But yeah. to me... Yeah. I'm not deprived of anything. Yeah. I, I, I typically eat one meal a day. I do extended fasts like yeah. a couple times a month. Like uh, there's just a few, you know, I don't usually eat any sweets at all. Uh, most of the time, like tonight, like there was like cherry pie and like, I, I didn't even, it, it wasn't even like, Oh my gosh, I can't have cherry pie. It's like, Oh, it's Wednesday. Yeah. I don't yeah. eat, I'm not eating cherry pie and I don't have yeah. to think about it. And it's like, yeah. I'm my, my body, my, my body composition, the way I feel, the way I sleep is just, I, it's just, it never changes. And I'm like, yeah. I feel like I'm cheating here. No, but, but I when think somebody you just figured yeah. out your recipe for success, yeah, right? And yeah. you've figured out how to make it um, an internal, intrinsically right. driven process. Like, I think that's actually the biggest thing is that so many of us, it's all from the health is about what is being forced upon us. And then what happens is we have these sort of internal, almost like adolescent parts of us. It's like, screw you, don't tell me what to do. So then we're like fighting against the outside world. Yeah. And I, I I like to call it becoming your health hero. Like mm-hmm. I think when you can figure out a way to make it a struggle that you are doing for you and like, yeah, you're going to hit lots of like the road of trials on the hero's journey. Like you're going to hit those things. And yeah, you might need, you know, you need your village. Like you need your, um, your Yoda and like these people to help you for sure. But ultimately you are figuring out within you what you need what you can do and you're 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 going at it from a very different point it's it's this it's very much like but i want to go like i want to eat these healthy foods because i want to have positive energy i'm going to go to bed not because i'm being told i should but because i want to have a good day tomorrow um you know if i don't pig out on a food it's because i don't want to feel crappy the next day like uh, but it's my choice it's not like my mother's choice it's not my doctor's choice it's ultimately what i have decided are my values and it's what's worth it right like you know you're saying like well there's cherry pie well you know maybe 15 20 years ago or somebody on their health journey right now is like you know like don't you know world don't tell me that i can't have cherry pie like i don't want to feel deprived whereas like i think you and I, like, for me, it's more just like, well, is it worth it? Like, if I yeah. absolutely love it, then I might have a small piece of it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I don't want the sugar high. I want to be able to sleep well tonight. Right. I want to be able to do my run tomorrow. Like, it's just like, does the choice align with my values? Well, and I think, well, the, like, oh, so Mark, you and, I were ta- you and I were talking last week, Mark. It's like I was texting you. I, I had a blood test uh, uh, like three weeks ago. And all of my markers, literally all of them, were better and uh I would say that like my nutrition probably isn't uh, could could stand to be tuned up uh, a little bit. Like I'm not quite as uh, you know uh, diligent about that as I used to be. But things that did change is I started like really taking my mental health like really really seriously. That's so uh, fixing good. a bunch of super stressful things that were going on with me and trying to not eliminate that stress. You can't eliminate it, but just adjusting how I deal with it, making sure that sleep is a priority. I mean, I'm yeah. dead. Like I am, my head is on the pillow by like nine 30 every night. Not because oh, it's because I know <laughs> that I need, that I, I, I must have sleep. I love I that interrupt. <laughs> but I know that my body, I, I have realized that my body runs better on an yeah. X amount of sleep. And if I want to feel good, 
good, I make sure I get that much sleep. And it's, yeah. it's, it's it, none of this, you know, health doesn't uh, happen by accident. Good things yeah. in your life, whether it's health or, or, or other things in your life that are good, they don't happen by accident. They happen by intention. They happen by and it's a process, uh, right? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Man, and it it's a maturing me, process. God, like you have me, to give yourself yeah. time. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not like well, I've had all these terribly unhealthy habits, and now like tomorrow I'm going to be healthy. Like it's right. this. Like it's living and it's learning, and you mm -hmm. know, it's as you said, knowing how much sleep you need and knowing yeah. like you're not the bear the next morning if you've had that sleep, and that that is something that is actually like a gift to you. It's not. Yeah. You know, you're not 14, and you're, nobody's telling you like go to bed, and then you don't have to rebel against that. You yeah. know. Right. And and yeah. one one thing like whenever I talk about like where where it kind of clicked for me is I think I started mentally. You, I, redundant here. You, you can't mentally think. You can't do any other thinking. It's all mentally thinking. Uh, but, <laughs> no, but, but you can consciously. Yeah, you can yeah, unconsciously. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, I understand what okay. you're saying because what you're saying is that you're consciously deciding to like strobe light, strobe light of attention on that well, area. And, and I and I stopped thinking of it as like how much. What am I gonna this race I'm doing in in a, in a few months or how much am I gonna weigh on a certain date? And I started thinking about like. I want to be like be. I want to be able to like play on the floor with my grandkids. Yeah, yes. and I started thinking about that, and then it's like, okay, so w that that guy, that Mark, who's eighty or whatever, mm -hmm. what does he do every day, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna make it there, I've got to I've got to like, you know, uh, do th like you said, like uh, do things now that are worth. Mm -hmm. that and then that I think that was kind of what helped me kind of make that change because I used to be like like if you had told me like you're not going to be able to there's going to be weeks that you go and you don't eat ice cream like bluebell ice cream I'd have been like what shut your mouth son of a <laughs> you know and now yeah. it's just like oh yeah oh yeah I didn't get my yeah. uh, ice cream whatever okay you know and it's yeah. like and that's like I feel like that's pretty crazy that I figured that out you know yeah, but it's cool. Life is, you know, I think to circle back to James Clear and Atomic Habits, what he would say is it's health is this process of learning how to vote for the person that you want to become. And, mm. you know, we have the um, power in the now to act like you can't, you know, you can't go back and change yesterday. You can learn from yesterday and you can't do anything tomorrow unless you work today. So every time right. you decide like to, you know, do your mobility training because you want to be able to be down on the ground with your grandkids, like that's a vote for who you want to be. And I love what he says is you don't have to vote your person in 100%. You're right. Like, so it doesn't have to be a hundred percent of your choices have to be exactly what you've planned and right. you can make mistakes and you can fall, whatever. But for the most part, you have to be able to step back and be like, okay, who do I want to be evolving into? And this is such a process. So I love that because it's just, I don't know, it's just a way to sort of make sure your choices are aligned with your values, but yeah. also, I don't know, it's that reflection. It's that pause of like stepping back and, and, you know, figuring it out and, um, I don't know. I, I like the, I, I I like that feature. feature no, of self thought. I love the Seinfeld bit. It's like when he was a kid, his version of adulthood was being able to buy cookies whenever you wanted. That was like that's that's you, when you know you're an adult. I'm gonna just buy. Uh, you could buy cookies whenever you want. It's amazing. Oh man, it is funny. totally funny. How yes, I remember that from being a kid too. Just thinking like, oh my god, I'm gonna have you know the money. I can go to this. I used to like really like penny candies. Like I'm gonna go to the store. I'm gonna get buy all oh, the penny candies And like for breakfast. Now, if you said to me like you can have like you know as many penny candies, I'd be like, that's disgusting. Right. Like it's like my my taste buds have evolved. Yeah. Um, but that's good, right? Like I yeah, wouldn't, you wouldn't yeah. want to be the same person at 10, at 20, 30, 40, 50. Like change is good. Curiosity is good. You know, you just have to give yourself kind of a little bit of compassion on the route because right. it doesn't happen. You know, it's just like such, sounds like such an obvious thing to say. Well, it doesn't happen overnight. But right. I think that the Captain Obvious statements are normally the, the ways that we shoot ourselves in the foot, especially with health. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, oh, I can't do an hour long workout. I can only do 10, 10 minutes. Well, I'm not going to do anything because right. I can't do yeah. the hour. And it's like, well, something's better than nothing. And people yeah. are like, obviously, Kathleen, that's stupid. I'm like, yeah, but you didn't act on that when you couldn't do your hour workout you just didn't do anything right, right? so right. I, I think that those what what's that Stephen Covey phrase it's like um common knowledge isn't common practice I think it's like that's very very true with health like we shoot right. ourselves in the foot it's like oh well I can't afford this really expensive machine so I'm going to do nothing or I can't do I can't go to the gym anymore because of COVID so oh well can't work out or like, Bean bag. like well so find solutions exactly and like learn and um, yeah. So I, I think that we self-sabotage a lot with yeah. this idea of sort of perfection and idea of things that are sort of simple and easy and things that we should like know. It's like, if we know it, then we don't have to do it. Well, it's right. like, you have to actually know and do. 
Okay, we have five minutes left, and but five we, minutes. I know, but we don't have to do the uh, the the books and the and where to find you and all that because we've already done all that uh, since okay. you're a repeat guest. But so I want to remind everyone. We well, can remind well, I mean, everyone like, where to yeah. find well, you. Well, yeah. normally we do that book talk like at the end. So now we've got some space here because I want to I want to okay. open up one more little topic here and see if we can okay. tie this up. So you talk about on your website too. There's another uh, uh, blog post that you wrote. Uh, I think it was like the porridge one. Uh, like how do you uh, like your yes. porridge and you have this quote and there's like finding the balance between like challenge and comfort and where you call that mm. kind of your sweet spot. And I, and like, I was going to ask you to like about, so like it's, I always say like, you need to be uncomfortable. That's why I like, I take mm-hmm. cold showers. Uh, and like why, like I, another reason I like to do extended fasts is because it kind of sucks and it's a good to like be like, you know, like, like pushed, but like, but how, like, but challenge and comfort, right? Most people's comfort or, or most people's challenge now, like, and we talked about it at the beginning. It's like, you don't want to go too hard, too hard, too hard. But also like, you got to know what's a challenge. You know, like if you like, just, this is an example, like I'm, people think I'm insane for taking cold showers, but a lot of people, like when you even suggest, <laughs> I do it. I don't think you're insane well, at all. <laughs> when you suggest I it do. to people like, Hey, do something uncomfortable. Take a cold shower. You, you, it's like that taking the ice cream away from me. You know, it's like, you son of a, like, how dare you take that away from me? And it's like, what, so where do you think that spectrum is between like understanding, okay, that you're going too hard to, okay, you can't, you, you're kind of leaning a little bit more too comfortable. You need to, yeah. you need to challenge yourself. Yeah. more. How do you, how do you figure that out? Like per well, individual? Oh my God, it's super hard. And I could talk about this for like 17 hours. So let's see if I can distill it down. You've been bringing it up. Yeah. Because it's like such a Um, huge thing. I think the biggest thing is to just, you have to meet yourself where you are. I think the thing with health and fitness is people often compare themselves to people on social media or where they were 10 years ago or where they want to be. And so James Clear would say you have to standardize the habit of doing something before you can optimize. So, first of all, what you need to do is take a really hard, honest look at where you are right and then wherever you actually are so if you can only walk five minutes that's where you are if you can run an hour that's where you are if you can run an hour don't pretend you can only walk five minutes right like really honestly address where you are and then you have to think that it's this any learning anything whether um it's strength training where it's like emotions with your partner, anything. It's this lovely, you have to be slightly outside what you can currently do to get stronger, go too far. You get traumatized. Right. Right. So if you like with anything that's like with emotional insecurity, getting, going a little bit past your emotional um, comfort level will allow you to deal with that stress. You get thrown a bunch of stuff. Like you're a little kid and you're in a very unsafe container home and you have no like outlet that's going to cause you trauma. Right. 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 So anything it's you, but it starts with knowing where you are. And that's the Mm. hardest part because people want to be somewhere else. And then, so they will think like, Oh, well, my, challenge is going to go and do like a CrossFit class for an hour. And it's like, well, then they get injured or people all the time will say, I'm going to go for a run. I'm like, okay, well, when this is the last time you went for a run? No, like never. Like, oh, you, you love, Oh, you love running. Like, no, I hate running. Yeah, exactly. Well, then why are you running? It's like, yeah. you haven't earned, yeah. Like you haven't earned the right to run for an hour. Like you maybe right. have earned the right to run for a couple minutes. So yeah, I think the first thing is to just really be like brutally honest with where you are, then make a goal of where you want to get to. And it can be, if you've never run, I don't like bigger goal can be to run 10 K, but like maybe that's six months from now. And then be very honest with the like baby steps and think consistent, progressive adaptation. Um, but it's the consistency. So it's what you were talking about before that like boom and bust, that's not useful because, you know, if you go, if you're here and you challenge yourself to here, you get injured. And then that just gives you the excuse to sit on the sofa for a month because you're injured. So it has to be like here to here, here to here. Right. And, um, incremental incremental. Exactly. It's, it's called, yeah. Progressive adaptation is what it's called in like the fitness world, but it's with, with, with anything. And that's that energy management book sort of takes that idea of what's called super compensation. So you, you um, lift a heavier weight than you're used to, and then you get a little bit of muscle tear and then in the rest, the muscles get stronger. But that's like, what he would say is like, that's with everything, whether you're challenging yourself at work or in your relationship, you go that little bit farther, you step into the discomfort, but it's a discomfort that helps you be challenged and you can rise to the occasion. And it's not so much discomfort that you get traumatized right and there is that sweet spot where like you can kind of push yourself and gain a little bit or you can and push it a little bit more and gain get whatever or get stronger or whatever it is faster but then there's you you go back into the red where if you push it too much so it's like this yeah kind of finding and knowing like you know what your 
you know, what zone sweet you need spot. To be. Right, right, right. So yeah, what's the sweet spot? And knowing that, so Kristen Neff, she talks a lot about compassion. And what she would say is that there's these two types of compassion for yourself. There's like warrior, warrior compassion, and sort of like loving self-care compassion. And so what she would say is, if you are the type of person who always biases towards the like, oh, I'm going to relax and have a bath, then you need some like kick your ass right, right, com- right. warrior compassion. Yeah. But if you're the type of person who's always like, huh. go, 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 14 hour days, then you're the person who's like, you know what you need is to like half an hour of extra sleep tomorrow. But so part right. again, it's brutal honesty. Like, where are you? Right. Don't read an article on like self-care and be like, oh, I need more of that. If you're that person huh, that yeah. already buy it. Right. So I think it sort of circles back to what we started with right. just being able to hold those two opposites, know where you bias towards and then gently be able to, you know, yeah. move towards your future you. And, and um, one final note on the, and okay. I, I thought of this earlier, and this is kind of great how we've like, we've come full circle like you were talking about yin and yang the the, the yes. yin and the yeah, yang yeah exactly so and that's an old like chinese like uh rule or or a concept and it's like you know summer winter hot cold heavy light those 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 two things those opposites they're not enemies they're not exactly. warring with each exactly. other you need them both for the so balance yeah. right and so like you know actually in this book it talks about that from a political deal like so, you know the two party system cool. for a long time they're like kind of tugging and pulling on different things. And it was like, it, that was like how it was working. You needed it's both the, of the, them. The checks very and the balances. Cool. Right. Like Check, yeah. Very smart. Yes. Checks so, and balances. Yeah. so that kind of, so we brought it for full circle. How yeah. about that? Can I do one last quote? Yes. Very yes. Yes. Okay. Of course. So last time we also talked about how much um, we, all of us appreciated the Viktor Frankl quote of that our greatest power is in between stimulus and response. Yeah. Okay. So I also, I brought this idea. Um, he talks about this quote that, um, life and emotional maturity is the tension of what you have achieved and what you w- yet want to achieve. And that um, life is not a tensionless state, but rather a state of um, to strive and struggle for choices and goals that that you freely choose. And that's what I thought. I thought that was so yeah. cool. Because I again, like I think this is what we were talking about. But what I loved in his quote is that it's the struggle and the, but for things that you choose and that are aligned with your values, right? So you choose that you'd rather not have the the, the cake because you're going to feel better. You choose like you'd rather have some sleep because you're going to feel better. And I think that that's where it gets hard with health because so often we think it's forced upon us. So the, the, Biggest thing I can give to anybody listening is I just think that the more you can be like, because health is always going to be a struggle. It's never, it's not like you wake up tomorrow and it's like, oh, it's easy. I struggle. You know, I have days I'm not motivated. I have days where I'm just like, want to screw, you know, Um, but if it's the struggling well, because you have chosen that this is something that's worthwhile and then, right. And that you can choose that the struggle is connected to your values and, um, your goals. And I think that that's really key. That's so great. find a why that matters to you yep. in regards yeah. to your health and, um, and read Victor Frankel. I think that th- those are two good yeah. main takeaways. It is, it is February. And as is my custom, Rick, I typically will listen to man's search for meaning in February. I usually, you know, I've got all these books. I, I read the alchemist pretty regularly. I love that book. Uh, but man's search for meaning is like a, not even a four hour audio book, super quick. And it's just such a good, it's like, you know, you get something out of it every time. So, yeah, man, search me. Any Victor yeah. Funkel is great. So, yeah, KathleenTrotter.com is the website. Yes. Is it's my your, website, yes. And I will put that in the show notes. There's the Perfect. online fitness coaching, Finding Your Fit, all the books. We talked about the books in the, uh, all the, in the intro, yes. the speaking stuff blog. Check it all out. It's so great. I'm so glad we had you back on. And I know. It's so much fun. And we just, I mean, I f- and again, like there's just, there's so much more. We could talk scratching the surface every time. So cool. And I'm very excited to learn about World War II and and history. I feel like that's something like a lacuna in my my knowledge base. So thank you for bringing that for me. (laughs) It's been something that has um, been very prescient uh, given the last uh, probably four years of seeing like some of the kind of the same factors, uh, you know, kind of repeating themselves over and over again. And, you know, it is very trite that, you know, those who don't know history will be doomed to repeat it, but it's absolutely it's true. Very it's true. very yeah. clearly well, evident that we're not, we don't know our history well enough because we're allowing that same stuff to happen sometimes. Well, I love that. I always leave our discussions so inspired by books and things that I yeah, want to yeah, learn yeah. and read. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you well, for that. I, I'm looking yeah. atomic habits is like, I just finished this one today. And so atomic habits was next on my list of the books to start. So I'll be, okay. I'll be excited to read that. So Kathleen, okay. you are awesome. 
Yeah, you guys are awesome. Night. And I'll yeah, we'll email and stuff, and I'll email email you the show notes, and we'll get you scheduled to come back on sometime in the fall. Perfect. Awesome. Bye. Happy 2021. All right, you too. <laughs> You're listening to the Simply Human podcast. So, Kathleen's great. Tip of the week is is fine and i and i've said i i feel like i've said this like even conceptually and maybe i didn't haven't like uh uh verbalized it as well but i always think like you know like this concept of like okay you're here but you want to be here right whatever it is and so like what what we do in like our culture is like do all this crazy stuff this unsustainable you know you want to let's say your goal is to lose 10 pounds in a week Okay. Well, you starve yourself for a week. Well, that's not. So then, yeah. so let's. Then you get down to your like goal, whatever it is. But then you have to reinvent the wheel because to stay there, yeah, it's not a sustainable deal. And so you revert back to what you were doing. And so then you have this yo-yo thing. Well, it's like so. I would always say like, if you're here, start doing the things that this person is doing. That yeah. way, and it may take a little bit longer to to develop those habits and to get. And but once you get to that point you're not having to change anything. You're just, that's just what you do now. And like, you know, if if you want to be the kind of person, if you want your teeth to last a long time, you know, you think, well, I probably have to start flossing. Okay. Well make the, start making that habit, you know, like start flossing or whatever it is. Like, so find a, find a new healthy habit and, and start trying to, to make that part of your routine. Well, I think what goes with that too, is you got to be patient. I mean, in in this, fast food drive through, you know, uh, instant gratification society. We Credit want it cards, now, yeah. you know, we, we, we want the benefits and we want them now without having to work for them, but you have to be patient. And if you're patient and you just, instead of thinking, at least for me, if you st- don't think about the, 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 the end result, you just think about the process like that mm-hmm. day yeah. and, and you stick with that and you keep your, your, you keep your perspective real short. You don't, you're not looking like huge long-term. You're just thinking about today then those things, you know, you start realizing those things. They start coming true. They yeah. start happening. Also, so. I wanted to be a doctor, but I didn't have the uh, patience. <clears throat> oh, I guess that's the, that's the, end of the show. Yes, I guess that's going to do it for this edition of the uh, <laughs> Simply Human Podcast. And remember, <laughs> speaking of anuses. So until next time, enjoy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.